Good afternoon. Welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly. Rents have been rising up till the end of last year at the fastest rate in over seven years. Uh, this is according to official figures from the ONS. That's the Office for National Statistics. And I'll go through the details in a second. Um, although experts are still predicting that there'll be a market slowdown in, in this current year, 2023. But before I go into that, um, obviously we're going through a financial crisis and many people are facing a cost of living crisis at the moment. So to help you through that, I'm offering a free live training this coming Wednesday, uh, the 25th of January at 7.30 p.m. It'll be an online training. So I'll put a link up there so, to join me on, on that, that training. Now, private rental properties owned by private landlords increased at the highest rate uh, since comparison records began. It's about seven years ago. Uh, rental prices rose by 4.2% in the year to December of last year. So, you know, it's, it's, it's last month compared to over a year ago. But I expect they would have picked up during the year. Obviously, there's a shortage of rental properties in many areas. And this is this is contributing to the figures. Private landlords have in, in as well been hit by higher tax rates, uh, brought in by George Osborne, of course, as well as increased compliance cost. I mean, for instance, electrical tests have only been brought in in the last few years. Uh, the average electrical test, according to my figures, are around about three or four hundred pounds. And then they always find something wrong. They're always going to find a bit of cable that's no longer in date uh, because they keep changing the, 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 the rules on that. And, and then, of course, you've got then a four or five hundred pound bill. I've had bills of five hundred and a thousand pounds for a simple electrical test. Now, you might think that's necessary. That's fine. But it's it's all cost uh, in addition for for landlords. And, and, and there's lots of other things as well. So this is not encouraging landlords to go out and buy properties. And then you see that higher rates have almost killed the buy to let the standard buy to let property market. You know that the average a deal where you had a 75% loan to value and uh, that means you borrow 75% of the purchase price and then you rent that out just just doesn't add up anymore it does add up for HMOs houses of multiple occupation and it does add up for holiday lets although that's a different type of mortgage but it doesn't add up for the average you know you buy a property for you know 500,000 and you borrow you know 80% 75-80% and you know, the, the cost of that mortgage will be more than the rent you would get on that property of 500,000. Say it, it's, it's 18, 20,000 pounds a year. You know, you, it just doesn't work out on, on, a, on a 75. And I've been through this in previous episodes, episodes, episodes. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> the figures from the and you can look up these figures. I put a link up uh, the ONS figures. Uh, other figures from from them show that property prices increased by 10% in the year to November last year. But but obviously we saw that month on month figures were going down, but on, on the annual figure up to November, they had gone up by 10.3% on average to November. Uh, and that, that was a slowdown because by last October, they were 12%. So you can see there was already a 2% odd slowdown in, in the last year, if you get what I mean. Uh, and you saw a 10%, 10.9% increase in England, 10.7% in Wales, and just a 5.5% jump in Scotland, and a 10.7% in Northern Ireland. So Scotland was was the slowest in, in, in the whole nation. England's prices rose fastest in the northwest of England. That you've got Manchester, Lancashire, Blackburn, and Blackpool, those sort of areas. 13% 
over the whole year. And the slowest was actually London, 6.3% in, in England. But, you know, London does, it, it's uh, had its own problems. A lot of people have moved out of London, but I think that's coming back London. And London will always be London. But don't forget, if you had a property in London worth a million pounds and it went up by 6%, that would be a higher rise. You know, that, that's a 63,000 pound rise than, than say a, a 10 or 12 or 15% rise in, in the northeast on a property, say, of 200,000, if, if you get my drift there. So home buyers have been hit by a rise in mortgage costs as the Bank of England, I think it was nine times have increased their rate. I don't quote me on that in, in the last year or so. Uh, and rates have just been rising steadily from almost zero to now 3%. So we've all been hit, landlords, <clears throat> property owners, homeowners, by, by these high rates. Now, some people are, of course, on, on fixed rates. And, and I'll, I'll come on to that because the average cost of a fixed rate uh, has started to fall. Uh, they went up during this mini budget, didn't they, to, to 6 and 7% for some of the fixed rates. But now they're starting to come back. And that's good news. Mortgage brokers have told me that, you know, that there are more lenders out there now. Uh, they're able to lend because a lot of lenders get their funded on the markets and they just were withdrawing products. They just couldn't lend uh, during that, that, uh, that period after the mini budget by Liz Truss and quasi quarting uh, but they're coming back now better deals out there <clears throat> and they're starting to, to do more deals but the problem is that hundreds of thousands of uk homeowners face higher mortgage costs in the next few months uh, as their fixed rate deals expire now i'm going to look down here because more than 1.4 million households will renew their fixed rate mortgage in 2023 according to the ons and these are official figures, by the way. 50% of them are currently paying an interest rate of less than 57% of less than 2%. So you've got, you know, 57%, nearly two thirds of those people out of the, out of 1.4 million, um, you know, so you've got half a million-ish. Don't give me, ask me to do the maths on this, but 50% uh, would be 70,000 or 80,000 people, 700 700 or 800,000 people will be facing a jump from their current rate of 2% to probably nearer to 5 or 6% on their mortgage. So it's more than double the cost. And, and there'll be a fixed rate renewal peak between April and June of this year when 371,000 mortgage holders will be hit by higher rates as their deal expires. I think there was another BBC figure saying that 100,000 people a month were coming off of fixed rate mortgage deals uh, every month. And we'll go back to George Osborne, his buy-to-let killing tax hike of, of a few years ago. And I believe George S. Osborne's assets personally are protected, but that's just allegedly. Uh, between uh, George Osborne's tax increase a few years ago led, I believe, to a, a slowdown in the market and, and 85,000 landlords quitting the, the, the private property rental market. Now that's that's in the last five years. It's not all down to George Osborne's tax hike because it doesn't affect everybody. It affects if you are pushed into higher rates of tax. But it certainly made me rethink the market and it, it made a lot of landlords stop expanding their portfolio. Uh, but it's not just that. It's it's increased legislation. It's, it's increased, um, you know, that, that just that general feeling that private landlords are no longer liked and that the government wants to bring in more corporate landlords. And we see Lloyds Bank buying up properties. We see Goldman Sachs in America buying up properties, hedge funds buying up private rental properties. And how can a small landlord 
uh, cope with that. And, and, you know, we've had then calls for a tougher legislation on landlords for um, the end of Section 21 is another problem brought in by a Conservative government. Uh, this ending of, of no-fault evictions has scared another lot of landlords off, including many landlords that I know, just, just sort of fed up with it and thinking, well, I might as well just quit, do something else with my money, sell up, take my, take my, uh, my property back and, and do something else. Or they're, they're perhaps moving into the, uh, the holiday let market, the Airbnb market, which has seen a, a quite a big increase, more money, more profit and, and less hassles, no need for uh, Section 21 eviction notice. And we've seen an explosion in, in that um, serviced accommodation market. Uh, so, as I said, we're going to see a massive rise in the number of people coming to the end. And that, that's going to uh, mean that people will either sell up, get into trouble with their mortgage. Um, and and I, I think there's going to be a bit of a, a bloodbath this year and unless rates come down. Now, the good news is that rates are coming down a bit. And we don't know what the Bank of England are going to do on their next meeting. Will they increase rates? I don't think so. They might keep things level. They could even come down. Who knows? Because inflation has come down. Costs of things have come down. So that, that's a bit of good news. The economy is slightly on the move as well. It's, it's going up a little bit. Um, but we've seen oil and gas prices come down. Petrol prices at the pump is, are much cheaper. Cheapest place, by the way, in the UK is Costco. If you want to, you'll, you'll get it 10 pence a litre cheaper than most places. It's worth paying that membership of 30 odd quid a year to, to, to join Costco just for that, that fuel. That's all I use it for. Uh, but you get there early in the morning, otherwise there's a massive queue. Um, but yeah, oil prices have come down and gas prices, wholesale gas prices have come down, I think 20 or 30%, but that's not reflected in the bills yet because the, the companies, oh no, no, we can't put prices down yet because it takes a while before we, we, we get out of our uh, current contracts. But they're quick enough to increase prices, aren't they? Uh, so we should see that if you haven't fixed your uh, gas and electricity bills, yet and it's on a variable it might start to come down of course a lot of people scrambled to fix their rate and found that there was no good deals available but there, there might be some relief this year as as the the, the the cost to the consumer comes down of course we've had government support in the uk a lot of people are getting this 67 pound a month rebate that's going to end in in march and businesses are going to face a lot of trouble you know i've heard of businesses in in the last few days that have just said well we can't do this uh, either they're putting their company into liquidation and restarting or they're just saying well i've had enough you know restaurants facing huge rises in in costs of uh, electricities and and people that are selling uh, electricity contracts wholesale dealers you know these people from utility warehouse are having a, a boom time at, at the moment in in their business because they are one of the cheapest utility warehouse there you go not i'm, I'm not a, a member of that group by the way i'm just telling you that they are one of the cheapest uh, now millions of people although prices are coming down you know inflation has come down less than 10 percent but does that mean that your bills are going to come down as well no it just means that the rate of increase that 10% inflation and depreciation of money is slowing down slightly. But the increases that are already there will, will probably stay in place unless retailers and companies decide, well, look, we're not selling any of this product. We'll have to bring prices down. And I think I can see that that there's signs of that happening. But the depreciation of your money, the, the inflation-led reduction in your spending power of your money is is only going down slightly and, and you will still get less for your money that was in the bank a year ago today 
than, than you would a year ago. And, uh, and, and it's still going to be a 10% less in the next year or there or thereabouts. In other words, if you're leaving your money in the bank under the mattress earning virtually zero and inflation is running at 10%, your cash is depreciating. It will buy less next year than it will right now. And particularly when property prices uh, are, st are still going up year on year, uh, they're slowing down now and I think there will be a fall in property prices. But, you know, you've got to you've got to look at that. And a lot of people sort of ask me, well, should I buy? Should I wait? I've done a little video on that. And I think if you're buying as a first time buyer, then and you've got your mortgage arranged and go ahead and buy, you know, because, uh, you know, you may, may not get that chance again. Um, if there is a property crash, often there's a mortgage crash as well. Lenders don't want to lend. Oh, no, can't lend when property prices are at rock bottom. We prefer to lend when they're at the peak. Yes. Uh, that, I've seen that happen so many times. Mortgages become very difficult during a property crash. Now, we don't know if there's going to be a property crash, by the way, but I think there'll definitely be a reduction in properties, more stuff coming on the market. Uh, there's evidence that auctions have got very quiet and the auction is the last point of, of sale, the last uh, last chance saloon to sell a property. And if you can't sell a property at auction, then you've got no, no chance, you know. So auctions have been quiet, Pro properties not reaching their reserve, deals falling through because they can't get their money. Uh, all, all sorts of things, sorts of things are happening out there. Um, so, if you were buying for investment or buying to let, um, I, I'd be cautious unless you can get a really good deal. But then, on the other hand, you've got to think: well, if you're sitting on cash, that money is losing value all, all the time. Stock markets, I think, are definitely due for a big correction. You got, I mean, people like Harry Dent predicting a ninety percent decrease in the markets. You've got. Um, uh, Jeremy Grantham predicting a, a big fall, the biggest fall we're going to see in, a, in our lifetime because of all this money printing that's taken place. And this money printing, this quantitative easing has in effect caused the inflation. And now we are paying for it with, with the pain of higher interest rates. Uh, so millions of people are facing this, this, this crisis, really. Um, and to help people through that and to help you get control and manage your money more effectively, I put together a free training online it's a live training with me talking to, to you online taking questions as well and you can get that on on my on my channel uh, do, do click on the link below and I, I want to show you then how you can not only survive in in this recession that we are in we are in a recession but but actually thrive in a recession or even a depression that would happen were to happen um, you know people make there's there's a lot to be said that people make more money in, re in recessions and depressions than they do in boom times. And there's a very simple reason for that because there's more opportunities. There's more opportunities to, to buy assets at lower prices, to start businesses when there's been a big clear out of, of lame businesses. So, so don't give up, um, you, you've got to keep going. Um, and I also want then want to show you how to get control of your finances immediately. Uh, at least within 28 days, you can really get control of your finances and spending, then learn how to save and invest for your future, because if you can't save, if you can't put something aside to take advantage of opportunities, then, you know, as, as Clement W. Stone said, the seeds of greatness are not in you if a man can't save. Now, I also want to teach you about learning, uh, or help you to learn about finance and money in general, learn the language of money. Most people don't know this because it's not taught in schools and, and, and colleges. But when I went into financial services and, and I did those courses and SAT exams, it really opened up my eyes. I thought, wow, what's all this? You know, I, I really didn't know much about pensions and, and insurance and uh, investment bonds and, 
stock markets. I just didn't know. I wasn't taught at school. So when 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 this it opened up a world of a big world to me, and I learned about mortgages. I learned about leverage, borrowing money, as I talk about in my book, Borrow and Grow Rich. Uh, how to use leverage to 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 increase your wealth, and that that's made a huge difference in my life. And that that training when I had, when I was a financial advisor for twenty five years has really been one of the most beneficial things in in my life. I'd say that 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 training. So I want to pass some of that on to you. Uh, I don't suggest you become a financial advisor, by the way, but. Um, I want you to learn about money and finance. Then you can make the right decisions. Then you can make the right investment decisions. And you don't have to rely on, on a financial advisor to, to tell you what to do because you'll be saying, look, this is what I want to do. I want you to implement this for me. And what do you think? And then get a second opinion. But you should know what you're doing. And you don't have to rely on TV ads telling you to buy gold and, you know, or to... Um, uh, you know, buy Bitcoin or, or, or some guy down the pub telling you the latest trend or the latest share to, to, to put your money into. No, you, you will become a better informed person. And that's what my training is all about. That's what my smart courses are all about. So it's really to help you get control of your finances in the next 28, 28 days and learn how to build real wealth over time. So register for that on the link below and I, I will see you there. So in the meantime, have a great day. Bye for now.